Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right, you simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call JT Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. We are live with the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or reserve products online and check out at your local TGS Express. You can get Anything from flowers, concentrates, gummies, and more. Pick up whatever you want, and you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. With me, as always, to my right is AJ Hayfley, and a special guest on the show today, the man in the crease, Drew Creaseman, joining us as requested by so many of you on the podcast. Drew, I hope you're having a good day. Ready to talk hockey? I am more ready for this than I have ever been for anything <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Drew, I think it's it's funny. You and I have been talking about doing a pod together for so long, and the first time that we do it is like an abs pod. I know, of I, all things. I know. We, uh, we and we were just joking about this before we came on too that you and I could do a phenomenal podcast about video games oh, yeah. or television, yeah. film, music. Um, those are the things we talk about a lot. I've been saying I'm going to get into hockey for three years, and yep. well, two times a year, I feel like I got the side eye from you, like so. Where it at? Where it at? <laughs> and and then on the Denver Sports Podcast uh, several weeks ago, you you just got so passionate talking about what this season's going to be like for the Avs, and I was like, if you don't do this now, man, like yeah, right, like I felt like maybe ten percent of that was directed at me. Ninety percent of it was just for the people, <laughs> but I felt like a, I, I, I got a little bit of that, like. 
He's trying to get me to watch the abs, and I really should. I can I can tell you it wasn't, but I'm glad it worked. <laughs> it, it wasn't at all. It was zero percent. It was not. Right. I, I, I um I you know I just think that we're in line for a special year. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that you're not the only one getting into the abs this season. So right. you can kind of be their conduit to us right now, and and ask all of those questions that people who don't know that much about hockey are, are looking toward yeah absolutely i mean it's it's fun to get into something new and uh i've been very embraced by the community so far we'll see how long that lasts <laughs> yeah when they lose a game or two yeah. uh you know you'll start to see how the other half live <laughs> <laughs> avalanche fans are notoriously passionate uh and ride the roller coaster yeah. a little hard yeah I, I i'm definitely i get some of that with the rockies so so i'm mm. used to some of that uh, but I did send one out uh, after the loss to the Blues the other night, or I just said, "Nah, never mind. Hockey's dumb." And I had I had one or two people be like, "No, don't, don't, don't leave us." And I was like, "No, no, no, don't worry. Baseball is dumb too. We're we're fine. We're, I'm I'm not going anywhere. I'm in for the long haul. Uh, I'm a I'm a hockey guy now. I like I actually like sped up to get home to watch the beginning to so I could watch the whole game against the Blues the other night. I was like, "Am I really like?" Sorry I'm, for that. I'm, yeah, I'm you moving, picked the yeah, wrong game. But I'm moving for. stuff in my schedule around to watch hockey now. So this is who I am. Well, welcome, first of all, <laughs> yeah, to, to a very different kind of fandom. Yeah, I, I would say baseball and hockey are the two fandoms that like the the passion is a little different uh, because it's so localized, right? And because you know the NBA is unique in that basketball fans love the nba right you know and and they have a team you know of course you know the 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 nuggets guys do a great job of covering the nuggets and but they're all huge nba fans like above and beyond everything right. else like they're in the slack last night talking up kobe and yeah. or lebron and all this like, right history and like stuff and just all the basketball things like, that you talk about like right? the clippers lakers was last night and like i watched it because like i'm a basketball fan but but like and the nba is like nba and then your team right and the nhl is like very tribal mm. and it's... i think and i think baseball has a similar feel where there's a lot of your identity is like wrapped up in well i'm a fan of this team i right i would say hockey is very tribal in the states i think you get a little bit more of that nhl wide look from canada I mean, those. I mean, it's a different feel. Obviously, yeah. I would agree completely that it's just a diff. The the approach is different. Where Canadians are just going to watch hockey. It's much more players that they follow. I would say. Yeah. Well, and that's. It makes sense because all all the players come from there. So like people from all over Canada are like, oh, I watch this. That guy played for my junior team. Right. You know they they develop an attachment to a lot of these guys long before they ever get to the NHL. Yeah. And then when they do, it's just like, oh well, it's a natural. You know, it's yeah, a natural fall. I get stone kind of. I thing, get people yeah. from Halifax who regularly will tweet at me when I tweet about Nathan McKinnon, and they'll just tweet like random stuff at me, like I, like I'm not aware that he's from there, and they like, oh well, you know, he the other day somebody was like, well, he trains with somebody who's pretty good over the summer, and he links to me a video with McKinnon and Crosby, and I'm like. <laughs> okay like he doesn't he doesn't follow me he doesn't know who right. i am so it's, just, it was just like and i was just like yeah cool man like yeah 
Awesome. I appreciate that. Thank it, you. It is. It's a little different from baseball in that regard, right? Because their top prospects don't disappear into Double A for like four years. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's. It, it, there's a lot of differences and similarities that I'm definitely le- like. That's been my first thing is noticing. Um, and, and I think I've decided that wow, there's a lot of teenagers in this program. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in the NHL. It's really yeah. weird. Whenever someone is like 19 years old, so they did. So last night I watched Game One of the World Series because, of course, I did. And Juan yeah. Soto's breaking yeah. all the right, right. And like Juan, Juan Soto's like uh, an alien, right? <laughs> he's about to turn 21, and they're like, we can't believe what these guys are doing. And I didn't even have to look because I remember when I was a kid, the huge deal that was made out of Andrew Jones being a teenager. Yeah. playing in the yep. World Series. we th- th- You just don't see that. And so the fact that this guy in a couple of days is only now finally going to be old enough to drink beer, but that's like a big deal. Like Sam Hilliard, uh, so people <laughs> hockey people, who, what, huh? Um, <laughs> outfielder prospect for the Rockies, never a huge prospect. Guy's 6'5". He's built like a hockey player. Uh, at, or he, This guy could have played any sport. He's, he's a phenomenal athlete, but he just made a really interesting debut for the Rockies. Got super hot in September, hit seven home runs. We're all very interested in him. He's 25 years old. Right. <laughs> you know, like Ryan McMahon, Ryan Maltapia, David Dahl. These guys are all really Figuring it out and just now becoming oh doll, I'll give him a little extra. But at twenty five, yeah, like in their mid twenties is, is typically there are baseball players. Jake Arrieta's got a Cy Young in his closet somewhere. He didn't get good till he was 27, 28 years old, mm-hmm. and a team like just let him go. Uh, so yeah, that that's a huge difference in in the sports for sure. Is it seems like hockey is more similar to basketball in in a lot of ways, uh, but one is that the natural athleticism if you were just an absolute athletic beast that can play up in a lot more ways for you in hockey than it can in baseball like that's it's a nice side bonus if you're a super athlete in baseball yeah where you can you can just you can just do like oh i can do like one more thing right than, than another guy but in hockey it's all-encompassing. It helps you every time you're on the ice. Yeah. if I mean, if you're breaking into the league at 25 in hockey, you're a total freak. Like, your career is pretty much over by then. Well, I mean, look at Callie Rosen, a great yeah, example. Exactly. Like, this is, like, a good young player that we're all intrigued by. He's 25 years old, though, so it's... And we're like... Well, if it's not going to happen yeah, now, it may never happen. Oh, he is what he is. There's a, no room a, for a improvement. Right. And <laughs> Sam Hilliard shows up at 25, and we're all like, oh, is this the beginning of something? Right. <laughs> right. Is this is this year one of, like, six of, like, the the, the Sam Hilliard era? Right. Like, is, is this, here we go. And, you know, you look at, you know, Landis Gog is 26, and we're like... What do you mean he's been around for yeah, he's eight been years. a captain wow, for seven, yeah. seven of yeah. those years. Yeah. You're like, like we've I mean it feels like we've watched him grow up because yes. in a way we straight have straight up have he's gone from he's gone from being that baby face kid that they drafted in when he was eighteen years old, you know, and then you look at him now and sexy baby face kid, sexy ruggy beard man. It dude. either way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I, I will say I <laughs> the other thing that I think where I categorize hockey and baseball together the most is they're the chaos sports. I, I talked on the Denver Sports Podcast about one of my big barriers for getting into hockey originally. Remember the start of the third period against who was it? Um, the game they ended up winning, but there was um, oh I want to say it was the it was the game against the Capitals, and the start of the third period was just 
a mess for both teams. It just nobody controlled the puck. Yep. Nobody could. And and I was like, this is the hockey that it seemed like whenever I turned it on as not a fan, as as not trying to get into it at all. I would just see this mishmash of chaos, and it didn't seem like anyone was able to exert control over anything. Ten guys on the ice at all times. The puck is going all over the place. It doesn't seem like anybody right. knows how to use it. Like, there's no one completed a pass for, yeah. like, two and a half minutes, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what is this garbage? And then, I don't know, someone called a timeout, or there, there, there was whatever, and they went to commercial. They came back. And suddenly the Avs like figured out how to slow down and control the puck again and, and very calmly finished that game out with a, a pretty solid win. And I was just like, man, I, that was part of the problem is I never stuck around long enough to see the chaos get settled. And that's a term I've learned in the last couple of days, settled the puck. And I'm like, ooh, yes, I get what that means. And that's what I need as, as a new hockey fan is someone <laughs> yeah. settle that thing because um, I, I can still get lost, I'll admit here. Uh, I was one of those guys that, you know, back in the day needed the little highlight thing. Now, we've all got HD TV now, but I needed the little blue highlight on my puck. I'd lose it. Puck tracks. Fox tracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it is one of those things like I, I feel for Gabe Landeskog, and, and he's got nothing on Christian Friedrich giving up, uh, you know, three runs on a wild pitch. Like in baseball, you see the individual moments of absolute absurdity, mm-hmm. and I and I think it prepares you for things like that landy own goal where you're just like well wrong place wrong time buddy <laughs> right like, well and in the nhl the like broken you... bat bloop single walk yeah. off <laughs> right situation you're gonna see right it was i mean you and you and mary had it nailed right. pretty perfectly right. it was very much like losing because your catcher can't figure out how to step on home plate <laughs> which happened to the rockies twice this yeah. year <laughs> right which like i'll always have a soft spot for you know mcdreamy chris ionetta oh, yeah. but ooh, brutal dude, brutal you gotta know not where, a good not a good way to lose you know? a game and but yeah it's like but like landy if between, landy just isn't there or, or figures out a way to get out of the way yeah i, I mean you go back and look at that play, and it probably gets slammed home if Landy's not there. But is there someone else? Yeah, to, there's, there's a I mean, pen like just off screen okay. waiting. But there's better odds that it doesn't go in off of his stick compared to sure. Landy. Right, like, them score the goal is right. Different. right. Yeah. That's you know. that's kind of thing. But with Landy, like you'll live with a mistake because of he, course right. there's so many positives. Yeah. You know, with Ionetta, it was just like. There, yeah. was, there was a reason that guy got DFA'd with two months to go. Right. The, like, five fans that watch both the Rockies and the Avs are, like, eating this total up right now. fangirling right yeah. now. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, the Rockies will lose one game a year on a Nolan Arenado error. It, it happens. Like, people yeah. – and, and nobody gets upset about it because – You can't. <laughs> He's going to go win a gold glove <laughs> right. later. So. Right. Like, what do you do? Oh, we've, we've talked a lot on the pod this year about the superstars bargain, yeah. about how the, there are certain things you just live with when you have a transcendent talent on your team. Yeah. You know. So, I, from what I understand on Twitter, Miko not good at defense. Need him back, but is that uh, what we're talking about here? It's, it's one of those things uh, – he's still – relatively young i mean going into his fourth year you'd like to see him a little more advanced defensively than he has been um and what's frustrating is that you see glimpses of right like a potentially dominant the, defensive player the physical talent is there though when he understands where he should be and what yeah. he needs to do is absolutely great but he just doesn't have the mental side of the defensive game at all yet. Yeah, he 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 watches the puck a lot, and it's funny because as a fan, like that's where you start. 
Right. You watch the puck a lot. Right. I don't watch it very much. Yeah. I defensively don't, especially. Yeah. You I have don't. To. I don't watch the puck a lot. I watch other things. Okay. How the ice? You know how how the game is developing around it. The puck is always there. It's always easy to find if you need it. But it's it's not something I keep a close eye on. You know, just in in the way that I watch the game now. With Miko, he's still watching it, and he needs to get to the he needs to get to the point where he knows where it is, but he doesn't need to be looking at it. Sure, to be able to play his position yes. in the defensive zone, and that's where all of the best players are. They're not. You don't lock onto the puck and succeed defensively. Like you, you just don't do that. You have the game is too fluid. It's there's too many guys doing different things, and he leaves space open yes way too frequently his stick is regularly just completely absent of where the passing lane needs to be yeah and that the way i i learned to kind of advance my knowledge in hockey going from a person who watched the puck is you want to start looking at where the puck is going to be yeah and obviously that's hard to do if you don't know hockey that well but you can see there are certain situations where it's very easy to predict you see someone coming down on a two-on-one as good as NHL players are, they telegraph their passes a lot. They, sure. Like, they'll walk in and straight up be looking at the guy they're planning on passing to, and it's like, okay. And then sometimes the really great players do that and then snipe top cheddar. But right, and you just get over it. Yeah. Like, I, I think with there was a there was a goal last week that really exemplified the struggles of Rantanen where he was out high defensively, and the defenseman just walked into the space where he should have been. And they made the pass down to him, and he was by himself, and he scored. And it was like, you can't lose your man like that. Yep. And when they made the pass, Miko basically just went, oh, dang. Oh, yeah. no. And, yeah. that, and that's what exactly what I'm talking about, too, because Rantanen had his stick out covering that defenseman, and yeah. he snuck in behind him, and Rantanen was watching the puck. He wasn't yeah. covering his man. But he was drifting towards him, too. Right. He's not skating, and he was just, he was just gliding yeah. towards the puck. And it was just like total like controller unplug, like system shutdown upstairs. Yep. And that guy walked in back door and scored. And you're just like, dude, you can't give that up. Yep. If if it happens like occasionally, like that's the game. You know, there are other good players on the ice. But it's happened a number of times already this year. Is there a drive to get better? Because it sounds like it's definitely the case in basketball and, and, and baseball um, that defensively – if you're going to get better, it's, you have to want to get better. You have to put in the time to do it. Yeah. He's the finisher. He's the scorer. He's the whatever. It, 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 does he want to get better at defense? I mean, Miko is is the kind of guy that works a little bit at everything. You know, yeah. he's... So it might take a little bit longer. Yeah, it's it's just that, like, getting better defensively, like you said, it's a, it's a commitment. It's a mental commitment. Yeah. Every single shift. And that's really like the big fatal flaw, if there is one, of that that avalanche top line, is that mentally, Landeskog is the only one who's always committed when he's out there to the two way game, and yep. that makes all the difference. You know, McKinnon, McKinnon just does not read the game defensively at that level as a center where you can just see everything happening around him he i think i don't i don't think that it's the game has slowed down for him defensively so I, 
keep going with that. But at the end of this, who do I need to watch to show me what the good defense is? Who's well, the, the Avs just played St. Louis, mm-hmm. and former Av <laughs> Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly honestly is <laughs> one of the wrong. Yeah. he's one of the league's best at it. Where uh, he's he just he's constantly in the right position. He knows what he can get away with. He knows. Uh, defensively, how he can be disruptive, when he can cheat, where he can cheat, and what ways I to do it. I love that cheating, by the way, is just yeah. a part of hockey. Like, it if just, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I, baby. I mean, I mean, positionally cheating, you know, where he's, he's... Right, no, but we were talking about, like, yeah, cheating yeah. on the, the face-offs or whatever. And oh, yeah, no, you have to do that. Yeah, and, and it's funny to me because in baseball, cheating is also very much built into the game, but some people throw a big fit about it every once in a while. Like, they were stealing signs, like... They're all stealing right. signs all the time. It's like so, stealing the face off yeah. or whatever. You're, you're upset that you're bad and you got your signs read <laughs> yeah. and figured out. Or, all right. right. Or you're upset that you're bad and you gave up a home run and the guy flipped his bat in the air or whatever. Like, that's yeah, not well, a cheating that's, thing. That's like there, what was the unwritten rules when guys were mad that Sam Gerrard circled the goal a couple of times. Yeah. I was like, if you yeah. don't want him to do that, knock him on his ass if you can catch him. And if not, shut up. Yeah. yeah. That, right? Very I mean, true. That, that's sort of a, you know, that was it, was, it was weird to hear on the broadcast when McNabb was like, oh, they didn't like that. And it was like, Nothing came of it. Like, <laughs> right. Pretty he much. circled the net twice, and then as soon as he passed the puck, it was turned over, and it mm. went the other way. Like, why would they care? Well, I mean, we got to take our first break here as, <laughs> as we're getting into some good conversation, but it's officially past noon, so I think I'm allowed to actually like be drinking this beer. But oh. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Clearly, here at the office, we, we like to get our Breck beer in at any time of the day. Uh, but it's the original Colorado beer established in 1990 here in Breckenridge, of course. And I'm sure you've heard of most of their beers from me by now if you listen to this podcast regularly. <laughs> uh, but we got the Avalanche Amber here. I think all three of us are, are in line with our Avalanche beers for the Avalanche pod. So it's always nice to go with that. This is one of Breck's classic beers, one of the first ones they ever actually made. So they've been kind of on the Avalanche bandwagon since... 1990? No, the Avs didn't come here till 95, 96, but sure, and we'll say 1990. Yeah, that's really five, good. <laughs> five years before they were even a team, Breckenridge was in on it. Uh, if you don't like the Avalanche, you can find a Breck beer for you, whether it's Strawberry Sky or Vanilla Porter, you name it. They have a beer that I pretty much guarantee you'll like because they pretty much have the whole range from the darkest to the lightest. You'll find something. Either way, you can keep an eye out at your local Davidson's or local liquor store for Breckenridge beers, or you can check out the Breckenridge event calendar on thednvr.com, where we plan all of our live events like watch parties for the abs, things like that, and we drink Breck beers at all of those. So be sure to check it out, and yeah, just come out and have a good time with us. All right, back into the talk. You said you were looking for a player that plays defense, Mm. and you were talking to me the other day about wanting to pick up one of those like role player types as to fanboy. I know you're already yeah. a fan of Burakovsky. Burakovsky's my guy, but I can I can have two. How did that happen, by the way? So the first full period of hockey that I watched since, you know, Patrick Waugh was a goalie, um, was what was it? it was that third period win over the Bruins. Mm. And it was tied going into the the third period, I believe. And um it was just a great game back and forth, and it was Burakovsky who got the game winner, and it was a, a spinny goal, as everyone knows. 
that is my favorite. Again, again, a thing you don't see in baseball is you know any kind of spinning to score, any kind of that that super athlete thing to do yeah. something. You know, when you score big in baseball, it's because you hit the ball real far, right. and then you get to jog. Yeah. <laughs> you take a nice little jog, a casual uh, stroll around the bases yeah. unimpeded. Yeah, love it, love it. You know, other than the occasional play at the plate. There isn't that kind of scoring out of nowhere because of extraordinary athleticism in yeah. baseball. It's always been one of my favorite things about basketball. And Burra just seems like one of those explosion X factor dudes. He scored that goal, but uh, there was so he was kind of like on my radar. I was like, okay, that was great. Then he got the game winner in overtime yep. uh, uh, against the Coyotes, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right. He's, you know, these are my first two games really paying attention. He's been the main guy, so he's just, he's winning me over just because of timing. That's fine. But then there was something he did. I can't remember the next game that, that they played, but it was the first one that I watched uh, the entire game. Was it, And that was the one where they went up like four to nothing in the first period. Oh, that was Washington. Yeah. 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 So in that game, there was a point at which he got the puck. Uh, behind the net or close to behind the net in in Avs territory, I was I don't, I'm just be like I hope I'm using the terminology correctly, and he just took off through everybody, made a, a beeline down the and and it, the speed and size of the guy, yeah. and then he saw he didn't have a pass open and he didn't really have an angle, but he just fired it right at the goalie as hard as he could, and it was it was easily blocked, but that play right there. When he just like outpaced everybody down the uh, ice, like uh, Mendoza from Mighty Ducks, <laughs> the guy who couldn't stop D two. That's that's where a lot of my hockey knowledge comes from. So the fact that he could stop, I was very impressed by. But no, it, it was the pace <laughs> and size, and and then the power at the end of it. Yeah, and I was just like that dude. Just like executed that entire plan all by himself, and I, I loved every moment of it. And then. Um, we've seen him getting in some of these scuffles in the last couple of games and, and having dudes backs and like, yeah, I've, I've decided I'm pretty sure Burakovsky is just my guy. And I didn't even know that he was new until they played, um, the caps, right. Cause, yeah. cause he, he, he came from there. So I was like, that's kind of cool though. Cause he's a new guy. I'm a new guy. Yeah. We're coming into this together, but I just love everything. He's, so far, he's the only guy that I can pick out on the ice i feel like i i know for sure where he is i'm still not used to like looking at the numbers mm-hmm. uh, and you can't tell who different people are just by like size and shape maybe you guys yeah, can but yeah. i certainly can't it's the skating the way they skate oh, is how wow. you start to pick people out skating they all handed their, this is a big yeah, giveaway absolutely oh, okay yeah i like that because in basketball it's obviously very easy <laughs> to tell <laughs> who right. the different people are uh, yeah, nobody, nobody's going to get Jokic confused with just about <laughs> anybody else. <laughs> right. Uh, and in baseball, it's all slow enough. We can tell you, yeah, that's that guy. They're all, moving, they're all right. right where they need. They're well, all when they spots. put the graphic up on the screen <laughs> where they're all showing, and, yeah. and they've got the little like name plates above them, right. like on the shift, and they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's over here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm still, like, when I'm watching these games, I don't know who's doing what uh, until the announcer tells me or until the play has been completed. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get to that point. Um, but I'm also just trying to enjoy it from uh, appreciating what they do and then having somebody explain one of you guys are and you guys are much better than the tv announcers i must say <laughs> you know well we try not to tell random stories during the middle yeah. of the play <laughs> um but yeah i mean everything even when we were at the watch party uh, at the ice house and people were explaining to me what a saucer pass is and mm. 
you know, I've, I've, I feel like I've picked up on a lot of stuff really quickly. I get offside now. That happens often enough. You're like, you pick that up. Icing was one thing I had remembered from back in the day, and I feel like I've got at least a basic understanding of. Only real change is the no touch. Yeah, yeah. They, There's you no can longer those off. like mad dash races to the to the boards. Just that to don't really the exist play. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and yeah, you can wave it off, if, especially if a guy going back to get the puck is being a little too casual. A linesman will wave it off and be like, "Hurry up!" Yeah. Yeah, that was a new thing, too. And they're like, he waves off the icing. I was like, he did what? Can you do that? Is that a, <laughs> is that a thing? Is that something you can do? And I guess in, in the NFL, you can decline a penalty. I was like, it's definitely not something that exists in baseball. I was like, ball. No, 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 no. Let me throw that one again. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm waving that ball. I'm waving that one off. <laughs> yeah, he changes like the, the safer or out call at a base yeah. where he's like, eh, you know, I've, I thought about it a little bit more and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that'd be, that'd be like challenging a balk. Right, kind right, yeah. Like, and the, the Bach is one of the weirdest rules in all of professional yeah. sports, I feel I still like. don't understand it because I got the fiancé into baseball this last year. Oh, boy. And so, like, I I had this experience with baseball. Right. And she was like, because we were watching one of the games. I don't remember what game it was. Uh, and there was a Bach. And she was like, what just happened? And I was like, I don't even know how to explain this to I you. Don't even... I was like, this is one of the strangest rules. It's super arcane. Like, it's, I would say... It's almost not worth learning about because it doesn't happen often enough. But when it does, everybody just kind of gets mad about it. Right. Everyone gets mad. What, what, is there something like that in hockey? Because the quickest way I've ever been able to explain a box is that, look, there's a, there's a list of rules of things you're not allowed to do <laughs> yeah. when you're on the mound. If you break one of those ten rules, they yeah. get a base. What are the rules? Don't look. The we'll closest, go over the rules as they come up. <laughs> maybe the closest thing would be the goaltender interference, and that's only – Purely because nobody really knows how they call it anymore. Okay. I think the trapezoid would be closer. The goalie can't play the puck in the corners of the rink. Yeah, but you never see them do it. Right. Well, you never see box either, though. But, I mean, you see more. I've I've seen way more box in the last few years than I've seen trapezoid penalties. In which I I think I've seen one that I I can recall. I think goalies do play the puck, like, in front of the goal line enough that. Okay. I mean, maybe. Yeah, there may not there may not be a direct thing, but explain this one to me now. So the goalie is not allowed to play, and we talked because you were trying to explain to me that like one of the th- very few things that I think both of you get critical of Grubauer over is when he comes oh, away from the the, the, the net check. Yeah. yeah, that's a little bit different. Okay, um, so basically, goalies have <laughs> this is great. Goalies goalies have like a selection of saves that they can try to go with, right? When they're trying to stop pucks. Uh, you know, they can they can just get into a, a classic butterfly, which I mean, I'm not going to do it, but it's basically the guy gets drop like, to your knees, drop <laughs> say too because like, we are live on the video, yeah. though, right? Like, like, like drops drops to the knees and <laughs> just kind of make yourself. It's a percentage play okay, yeah. where you're like, okay, hey, I've covered all the low percentage angles. If a guy puts this thing top shelf over my shoulder, then congratulations to him. But I'm betting he can't do that. Right. Uh, with Grubauer. The big thing is he does it on on breakaways where he will aggressively reach out with his stick, kind of like a defenseman does, and just try and poke the poke the puck away. And then, you know, it, it goes away and breakaway over. Ideally. And and that's the end of that. Right. Well, In with theory. Grubauer, he misses a lot. And then when he does it, because you're reaching out like this, it opens up everything down position, here. Yeah. Mm. 
And that's why you see guys, they just very calmly, just like, oh, like you whiffed on the poke check. I'm just going to slide this between your legs because his legs are now wide open and his pads are facing front. They're not sideways blocking all the ice that they normally are. They're turned. And so it opens up tons of space. And with Grubauer, he did this all last season where he kept trying the poke check. And then this year... He hadn't been doing it on breakaways, and he'd been perfect. And then he did it a couple of times in one game, or in, in two games, and got beat both times. And then we were just like, oh, my god!" Well, gosh. and he brought it back against the Caps, which Grubauer is another player who originally played for the Capitals. Okay. And so he used to do it all the time. And the Capitals are walking in on a breakaway, and they're like, I bet you 20 bucks Grubauer is going to go for the poke check. Right. And he misses Oshie. by a mile. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So is there a button for that in NHL 2K? Or there is. Yeah, yeah, there so, is. And so how often would you use that? Very rarely would you pull the goalie out, right? Because in, in well, I mean, FIFA, like you, I'm it's, pulling it's the goalie an, it's, on every breakaway. It's all or, it's all or nothing. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, because if you if you get it, great. But if you don't, you're totally exposed. And there's a you're whole lot of net yeah. to shoot yeah. at. Yeah. You have to hope that that guy just hits you with the puck at that point. Yeah. Or a defender comes back and makes a great play. Uh, because if you miss the poke check, you're probably giving up the goal. And so with Grubauer, that's what that was. Yeah. Yep. On the other side, the uh, the playing the puck rule. So there's a trapezoid behind the net. That's where goalies are allowed to touch the puck behind the icing line. Right. There was a player, Marty Brodeur, I don't know if you, you know him or not, yeah. one of the best goalies ever, who was so good at playing the puck from the corners, they felt it was too much of an advantage that he was basically like a six-player because he would get the puck and they'd break out the puck, and they basically didn't even need their defenseman to do anything. Right. So they said, okay, we can't allow that anymore. Well, it, was wow. a, it was a combination of what they did in the neutral zone where they played very trap-heavy yeah. hockey. So they didn't allow anything. They didn't allow any kind of possession or speed through the neutral zone. You could only dump the puck in, and then Brodeur would just skate over to the corner, move the puck, and then skate back to his net, and like, boom, defensive sequence over. Over and over and over and over and over. Wow. So they got rid of that, and now goalies can't play the puck. Now when goalies try and play pucks, it's an adventure because it's not a skill that they practice anymore because all levels of hockey pretty much have that now. Interesting. Yeah, I've definitely seen a number of times where guys have – goalies have gone behind the net to, and it's just turned into an absolute it's, disaster it's, yeah. <laughs> honestly too bad you're a year late on the Semyon varlamov era because he was an absolute adventure playing the puck just, just and he did not, he did not like to do it and so when he had to it was like like white knuckles here we go it's trying like, uh, to sit through that thing you were just like oh buddy the closest analogy i can think of are like the pitchers who can't hold anybody on base or like throw to the bags it's like you can throw 97 miles an hour with pinpoint accuracy <laughs> and hit the black if you're right. coming off the mound but a slow roller back to you you're gonna throw that thing into the second row it only works from exactly 60 feet six right. inches right exactly <laughs> like yeah i can only do this thing from right here <laughs> like what I, okay i kind of imagine it'd be like ian Desmond covering a bunt is, is <laughs> oh goodness wow that is an image that is an image ah oh, Desmond <laughs> but yeah. I can never no matter which podcast I'm on I can't escape Ian Desmond. <laughs> uh, all right we 
can take our second break right there since we seem to be at a good stopping point. And you guys know how local business is in our blood. And we're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. And it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, custom contract manufacturing, and custom hoses. And guess what? Snow is coming, and we've already had a taste of it. You'll need a Denver Rubber Company when it comes to anything snow plows. DRC can cut to size and pre-slot most snow plow rubber. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your your exact specifications. We went and checked out their warehouse a few weeks back, and it was straight up pretty awesome. These guys have created proprietary materials that make up the inside of wind turbine blades. We even witnessed machines that can cut materials that are used in bulletproof vests. And AJ and I actually need to get back there, as I think, I'm not sure if they got it yet, but they're getting a machine that cuts eight inches thick of steel. Yeah. And I gotta see that actually happen We've in person. You gotta go in there and do that yeah. after they get all the new machines. Right. I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. For real. It's like just watching it cut the like inch and a half of rubber is like it's like 17,000 PSI or something yeah, insane. insane. So it it's super, super cool to actually check it, out. It was to the point where we couldn't even like because it was like the water yeah, machine was like cutting was, through and you couldn't see it. Right. It was just like choo, 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 and you were like. What happened? What? All of and a sudden, they pull, holes, it, they pull yeah. it out and they're like, like poke the little holes and they're like, all right, here it is. And it was like, how? <laughs> okay. It's magic, but it's science. <laughs> right. And they were like, oh, yeah, this machine's super old, too. And yeah, it was right. like, oh, so oh. this gets better. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, so, yeah, with machines like that, Denver Rubber Company can custom make pretty much anything you need to order. And you can purchase products for yourself or buy in bulk at a fantastic rate. Yeah, the, uh, the snowplow stuff this yeah. winter is going to be big. They were telling us that the, the, the tracks that they have on it, um, I guess, like the, the regular ones wear out. Yeah. And then you just get rid of them. The ones that they make, you just flip them. And, and you get yeah, twice you the life. The other side. Right. Yeah. yeah, you get twice the life out of them. So it's honestly, it's seriously not only super cool, but they make their very effective stuff. You you got to check them out if you haven't yet. They're a family-owned business with loyalty only to the people, just like us here at DNVR. Be sure to call them today for any of those snowplow needs or custom gaskets, hoses, or honestly pretty much anything made of rubber. You can call at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash DNVR and let them know who sent you. All right, third and final segment, quick update. It sounds like, according to AJ here, that Miko Rantanen is more of a week-to-week out schedule, which, depending on how you look at it, might be a little bit of good news. Sounds like he didn't tear anything in the knee or ankle or, or whatever it might be. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're still waiting on... Nothing official Practice, yet. practice yeah. has ended, and so I'm hoping that by the end of the show today, we, we can have, have that, that official yeah. update. But Bettner likes to make the media wait. Of course he does. He's, yeah. he's already normally he waits a little bit longer in the season to get into this habit. But he <laughs> he he made us wait like forty minutes the other day. Yeah, until he'll come up and talk to us for five minutes, and it's just like, dude, just hold up big flashcards from the other side that just says <laughs> week to week, and we'll all be fine. <laughs> right. We don't uh, need to talk to you about anything else. It's fine. Whenever somebody on the Rockies has a thing going on, they do this. It drives me crazy because they just won't post the lineup. <laughs> So not only will they not tell us whatever's going on with 
David Dahl or yeah. <laughs> whoever it might be. Is this where the Avs learned this um, from? It, it <laughs> a lot of times, David Dahl. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> it, it, unfortunately, it's been Dahl more than a handful of times. But it's it, w- whatever it is. Yeah, like we'll get there to Clubhouse, which opens four hours before the game starts. And the first thing we all want to do is go and check the lineup. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. where's everybody at today? And if somebody's like in between on an injury thing who would normally start, they will literally just not post the lineup until after we've had our pregame press conference with mm-hmm. Bud Black. Everybody goes away. And then about 30 minutes to an hour before the game starts, we'll all get a text. Here's the lineup. Uh, and then we all have to go, okay, where's so-and-so? And then we have to ask after the game. And that's yeah. part of the problem with baseball is that there's a game every single day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None of this practice stuff where you, you have a little extra time to go in and, and get with them. But So that's a bummer that, that they will literally just not – they'll wait yeah. till the last minute. And I get why teams do that too. Well, the NBA is actually the worst about this. I saw a tweet last night uh, at like 1230 – our time, yeah. From one of the guys covering the Clippers that says we're still waiting on Kawhi Leonard to talk to the media. Wow! And like the game had been done for a solid like forty five minutes to an hour, and wow. NBA players regularly do this. Yeah, Charlie Blackman does that every game. Unless Charlie Blackman hits the game winning home run as the decisive play of the game, he's got to go do a workout after every single game. So you don't get him for you have to wait around for an hour after the game if you want to talk to Charlie. See, our post games are they. So, like, when, when you see a game yeah. <laughs> and the game ends yeah. and let's say the abs are – it's a home game and they win and so they have the three-star interview. Right. We will beat that guy into the locker room. Yeah. We will be in the locker room when that guy comes off the ice and, and has to take all of his gear off and does whatever. And that locker room will have less than five people in it, less than five players to talk to. Wow. We will walk into the locker room and typically – if they've won, there's probably ten guys ish, ten ish guys. Yeah. Music hanging around. They're well, they cut the music off when we walk in. Oh, okay. Uh, That's but yes, nice. they do they do have it <laughs> blaring there and this year it's it's the BGs. Okay. Um That's and fun. and then we walk in and you make one choice. Okay, I've gotta go I wanna go talk to this guy right away. And because Evan and I cover the games together, it's I'm going to go talk to this guy. He's going to go talk to this guy. One of us will usually go stand in the scrum with whatever the big star of the night was. And the other one will go get somebody else that nobody else is talking to so that we have exclusive content for our, right. our readers while also getting the big thing that everybody else has. Right. That way our readers and, and listeners don't miss out on anything. And P.S., we're the only outlet that does that. Yeah, we do the exact same thing. Actually, it's very similar over at yeah. Coors Field. It's Patrick or I will go to. Because the starting pitcher is always going to be there, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, right. starting pitcher. So everybody goes to the starting pitcher. And we just trade off days. One or the two of us will go over and then go grab Ryan McMahon, who got the base hit in the fourth inning that tied the game but wasn't the game winner that no one else wants to talk to him. But, hey, nice hit, you know? Yeah. And we have one interview, basically. That that's terrible. Because we, we will t- take all the time in the world if we want to. I'll be in there at midnight talking to Pat Valeka. Hey, you made a nice play in the third inning. <laughs> yeah. See, we have about three minutes. Brutal. And yeah. then you will turn around, and the only guys that will be in there are people that 
somebody else has talked to you. Yep. It's amazing the pace of the sport. I sent out the tweet. I was like, you guys take two 18-minute breaks and still finish your games <laughs> in under three hours. <laughs> yeah. You're watching well, baseball for three and a half It's an 18-minute running clock. Right. You know, it's it's not so bad. Right. And I didn't understand that until yesterday. I watched the first, like I mentioned, I rushed home to watch the first period of the game. Yeah. But I didn't have time to stop at the liquor store on the way home. So now I'm at home watching hockey with no Breckenridge brew to drink. You got an intermission. I totally understand why there's yeah. an 18-minute yeah. period now. A <laughs> uh, break between the periods. That's exactly enough time for a B-double-E-double-R-U-N. Yeah. <laughs> you learned that very heavily a few years ago in the Avs' worst season oh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of time in the middle of the game. You, you start <laughs> with the six-pack, and by intermission one, you need another six-pack <laughs> right. at that point. But you guys mentioned some exclusive content, so I thought it was a good time to bring up. We are doing a little bit of a contest here at, at the DNVR to see who can get the most memberships over the next month or so. Speaking of Breck Brew, the winner gets a year's supply of Breck Brew. And at this point, I think the Avs and Rockies kind of need to team up on this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The, the Nuggets all of a sudden, yeah. you know, with all the excitement about their season Powerhouse starting. Powerhouse over there, apparently. Yeah. I guess, I guess Mara's and Vote are popular or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? So, I mean, you know, if you want to be like that, <laughs> if you want to do the Nuggets thing, that's your business. But if you want to be one of the cool kids, you can use codes Rudo, AJ, and I'm assuming Drew. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So any one of our three to help us out a little bit and we'll get a little packed behind the scenes where we agreed to share the beer maybe. But yeah. Something. Oh, oh yeah. We'll we've be. already, we've already agreed. Yeah. Yeah. If one of us comes out on top, it's a party at the winner's house. I'm especially excited because Patrick Lyons doesn't drink that much beer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I'm trying to work out. We'll like, see. Look, I don't either, but if I get free Breck Brew for a year, I'm going to be drinking plenty of Strawberry Sky. <laughs> the only thing I will say on my own behalf is there's no one in the office who will get more out of a year's supply of Breck Brew than I will. That's the, <laughs> I feel confident in saying. <laughs> and you can still get hockey stuff with it if you use my promo code. You don't have to, you don't have to watch a single That's, baseball game. Well, actually, and, and the Rockies have a sweet deal because when you do subscribe for annually or longer, you get a free shirt. But Rocky shirts are half off, so you can get two, two of them. Yep. Free shirts. Yep, we've had a couple of people very in that very deal, slyly, yeah. <laughs> brutal people. You jump it. on it yeah. and they're like, "Oh, what's that? I got that free code? Oh, I don't don't mind if I do. No, I would, man. Those shirts no, are awesome. I, right? Like, <laughs> I'm legitimately like, maybe I'm just gonna give somebody away, give somebody a subscription at one point, and uh, take you know, that, take that, shirt. take, take yeah. the shirts for myself. There you go, straight up, Tony Papers, man. Just <laughs> don't dash on the stash, brother. But That's a great shirt, by the way. One of our, one of our very best. I, I agree. Great I, design. I am jealous that uh, that you guys got the video game shirt, and yeah. I don't have one. Like that's. That's the only one that I have right now for the Avs is is the video game one. And I put out a – it wasn't even a poll. I just asked people, and overwhelmingly everybody said my number two has got to be Big Moose. Oh, yeah. He, need, he needs it. A channel the energy. You know what? You're the, right. I should, I should get it, like, to, to try to help bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. So, Drew, I do want to ask you a few questions here about this recent hockey fandom. Yeah. I'm curious about, like, you've obviously taken to it on some level. What's your favorite thing about watching a hockey game? Ooh, that's a that's a great question. Um, it, it is those moments of brilliant excitement, those times where both teams are completing passes and having shots on goal, and and especially like I love I, I've always actually loved goalie play. I, I was a goalie when I played soccer way back in the day, and so obviously I'm I'm being treated right now to Philip Grubauer, and every time. 
he does something amazing, I feel like I can understand it. Um, when a lot of the other guys, I can understand that it was amazing when Burakovsky or McKinnon or like when McKinnon hit that uh, long shot the other night, the only goal they scored against yeah. the like that was obviously to, I was able to understand why that was amazing. But that's also kind of like hitting a home run in baseball where you're like, he was trying to do that. There is still an element of luck. He's not going to hit that every single time that he hit it. That one time makes your eyes pop out of your head. That was the, that McKinnon goal was like a, a home run to right field in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, okay. Where yeah. that mean it's not going to be that's that goal won't be a goal on a lot of nights uh, because the the perfect elements of the screen and the placement and Landy being right where he was and it was a five on three <laughs> and well yeah and a five on three had, like right, it was space yeah it was like it was like a a home run in Yankee Stadium to right field right. where you don't you you don't have to hit it very hard right. to get it out there. So you just go, hey, cool, neat. And see, I didn't understand. So, uh, you know, from all the context you just gave me now, I'm even slightly less impressed by it, even though at the time I was like, man, he scored from like the other side of the ice. Like For me, I was like, that's from way downtown, you know. Yeah. But the goalie play is is by far my favorite stuff when somebody makes a great move and and gets off a quality shot and the goalie reaches back across to to block with the, his foot or a stick a stick save is it, it is like straight drugs into your yeah. veins it's like it's amazing um and, and it, there's a similar thing to soccer there's the all people almost do amazing things in hockey more than they actually do amazing things like you'll who is the guy was it nieto who like Probably. stole the puck? Oh, yep. Uh, two on one, <laughs> like went at a great steal, skated around two guys, yep. beat the goalie out of his pads, and hit the post, and then yeah. hit it off yeah. the inside of the it, post. Yeah. Every time you see someone almost do something amazing, it's probably Nieto. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Like this is this is a dude who is ninety percent of the way to being a very 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 good hockey player. Yeah, because he did like five things that were amazing, and then the yep. easiest thing he had to do totally. That's lift and on. that's the area he will consistently frustrate you yeah and and i guess let you down once once you get accustomed to it once you once you, the heart has been broken so many times it gets worn out where you're just like i'm accustomed to this right i, I don't I, expect good things anymore i knew that puck wasn't going in the second oh. he had him be <laughs> like, as soon as i saw it was 83 that yeah. stole it i was like how are we gonna do this oh. and then and then oh, it was no. still an adventure because like yeah. he clearly beat him yeah and you're like what happened and then the puck somehow squirts out the squirts other out side. The other yeah. side. Posts and no, it hit, just it missed the, the far post. The, yeah. okay. It hit the inside of the near post and then squirts across the goal line. Right. To the other side and just barely leaks out. And you're just like, how? Can you even do that if right. you tried? Yeah. My exact tweet was just four question marks because I was like, <laughs> I am at a loss at how... <laughs> Physically, this was a conflict. Right, how that even happened. And that's one thing that happens in baseball a lot, too. There are times you're like, how in the world was <laughs> was that the result that was produced on and everything? That, again, Ian Desmond <laughs> comes into that category uh, more often than not. And then on the positive side, you've got like the Nolan Arenado, Nathan McKinnon side of it, yeah. where you go, how in the world did he do that physically um but you just I, expect things like like that regular players are just not capable yeah. of where you're just like oh, 
Well, we right. see that a lot. And because the only two goalies in my life I've ever really watched closely now are Patrick Waugh and Philip Grubauer, I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. Been pampered. Yeah, I have. But, and those were always my and favorite highlights back in the days. It, it bums me out that you were not watching during the playoffs last year when he made the, the, the leg, leg save. pad save. No. The, 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 the leg up. lift yeah. of all leg lifts where he was laying on the ice and just instinctively just lifted up the leg. And the guy shot it and perfect. Right like, into it. Right oh. into it. And had he not lifted it, would have gone in. No. It's on the it's on the opener to my avalanche review videos. Oh dude. So it's, it's it's immortalized forever. Groups left pad. It's it's one of the the better saves that I can recall in my lifetime. Wow. Yeah. Next and to a couple just, that Patrick Waugh made. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, that's the stuff. That's that's my favorite. Other than spinny goals, which are rarer than I thought they were going to be after a cop. <laughs> yeah, it's no. just like, I'm going to throw these well, out a bunch of times. Zadorov does one against the Caps for you, too. Right. gorgeous, too. That was and, absolutely and, beautiful. And Nikita's a what? Where yeah, did that come ne- from? We've literally never seen him do that before. <laughs> Well, and then, and then in the Blues game, he, like, drives yeah. the net. Like, he Draws puts his penalty. head down, and he's like, all right, I'm going hard at the net. And you're like... Who are you? <laughs> in five years, you've not done this one time. One thing that's been really interesting is I feel like I've watched basically five hockey games now, and none of them have been, like, normal. Just well, getting... this, is, this is the way that baseball and hockey are very similar, yeah. is that what is normal. There's no such... Every it... single game is its own story. Every period is its own, like, mini-series. Like, it's... It's seriously... Dude, it's completely right. unpredictable. It's... You'll see, like, they'll play a same style. Like, teams will play the way they want to play. And then whoever wins is usually the team that gets the better of that back and forth. Yeah, imposing pace feels to be, like, one of the biggest things in hockey. It is. It definitely. And you, unfortunately, haven't really seen them go against a team that wants to play the way the abs want to play. Where they fire wagon, right? Maybe. When they when they get up and down, like you saw the third period of the Boston game, but that right. whole game yeah. was very very entertaining. Yeah. Once once they get to uh, some of the some this of the Vegas opponents. game coming up. Oh yeah, Friday night against Ve- Vegas. They usually play extremely entertaining games against each other. Fantastic. Yeah, I want to be on the lookout for that. I was definitely a fan of the Nuggets teams that ran too a bit. You know, mm-hmm. fast break, and Doug gun Mo style, style yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, I mean, those teams averaged, what, like 130 yeah, it was points insane a game? Right. How much they scored. Like, Who didn't want to watch that? <laughs> right. And that's one of the things where there is no equivalent to baseball. Nobody forces their pace. Everybody's pace is slow. <laughs> Too slow. <laughs> Who um, can call timeout the most? I you can get as many of them as you want. I oh. do have one more question before we get out of here. Comparing fights in baseball to hockey. Mm. Because in baseball, they don't happen very often, but when they do, it's a bench-clearing oh, thing. Yeah. Everybody's got to get in there. In hockey, it's just like, yeah, those two are fighting over there. <laughs> it's the total opposite. Everybody clears out of the way. Let yeah. these two guys go. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not a big fight guy in general, but it is weird to me how institutionalized it is in hockey and and how looked down upon it is in every other sport. And it's like, yeah, you throw a punch at football and like the announcer's like, despicable. And like he gets thrown out of the game and you're like, you've got to be better than that. Right. You're going to get suspended for some games. Somebody's never competed in his life. (laughs) But yeah, in hockey, they just seem to. And I do get that it's a bit more of a, it's just a more physical game from the outset. It does seem like most of the fights that start are after one dude hits a guy really hard. And the other guy's like, it was a little late. You didn't need to do that. I'm going to hit you back. And it's like, 
all right, like that seems fair to me. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot more hitting to start with. Right. Yeah. Um, and there is something in baseball. I think one of the reasons why the, the ones that really get out of hand in baseball is like, the guy throws at my head. That's super dangerous. Yeah. Like that that's really, you know, a real hard body check or whatever. Like sometimes they look bad or they look dirty. But I haven't seen anything yet that's looked like life threatening to me. You know, um just you wait. Will. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I'm only five games in. I, yeah, I uh, who will. was who was um well Ovechkin was trying to kill everybody in that game and that seemed part oh, of the Oh yeah, you but... mean when he put Sam Gerard into the several <laughs> cities over? Right. That was probably that's probably the most vicious hit I've seen so yeah. far. And and it was like it was brutal or whatever, but there's still something about ninety eight mile an hour fastball up near my head that like that could I mean, guys have entire careers have been ended. Um uh, it's been well, a and hopefully you time. don't see one of those hits because they do exist in hockey Oof, and we're yeah. hoping that the you know you don't ever want to see anybody's career end so right it's we're we're hoping that we don't see many of those in yeah. your time as a hockey fan right, right. it would be it would be a nice era if we could cut down on some of that because that's been a big thing in the last five years of the game is trying to work the headshots out of the yep. game yeah. because they were a lot more common than they should have been and they've been slowly it's been weeded out and weeded out and they've started doing it the best way to do it is to start it at lower levels where you know usa hockey gets rid of it in all of their institutions you know and then you know they don't want to do it in junior and so these guys don't grow up hitting like that so they don't come into the nhl with that as part of their game i'll i'll have to show you a couple of clips the last two things i can remember for the avs that were really gruesome was Tom Wilson hitting Zadorov behind the net and knocking him out cold? It was still a charge. I, mm. I know, I agree. And then it was blatantly a charge. And, and I'm then still mad that they didn't call anything. Total jerk face. Shouldn't be anywhere near the NHL. Ronaldo punching sucker punching Sam Gerrard when he's not even looking yeah. at him. Yeah, I think I even saw that highlight. That got national, didn't? Yeah. It? Well, and oh, that yeah. and that was a big deal because McKinnon got thrown out and uh, yeah, the entire at, ever that was basically as close to a bench clear as you're gonna get in hockey. Yeah. Is. All, the, every, all five abs on the ice basically just immediately jumped him, and it was a fight to see who could yeah. beat him up more. Yeah. Yep. And, like, Eric Johnson had, like, dragged him away from the pile and yeah. was just, Just like, to wail on him. <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, beat the career out of Zach Ronaldo. Wow. Like, that guy, like, it's it's done now. It's and done now. Johnson's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. That is, well, and, like, he's not that guy. Mm. He's not, he doesn't play with a lot of anger. And he doesn't usually do like right. the dumb things that he does are usually with a puck. Yeah, <laughs> Not you know, you with know his that massive frame. <laughs> right. The Bruce Lee quote: "Always be weary of the quietest guy in the room." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if if the guy's normally got it under control, and then that's his. Like, you don't want to make that dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never <laughs> seen EJ act like that before, yeah. and like because he just turned around and socked him right in the face. Certainly, nothing nearly as glorious. Right. As glorious. <laughs> As that Reds-Pirates fight from this last year. Nothing which... was as glorious as that. Only if Nolan Arenado had made contact with Luis Perdomo uh, in that game. And, and again, that's like I'd never seen Nolan Arenado behave that way right, right, ever. Right. Um, I've, I get a lot of access to, to these guys. He's such a chill dude. He's such a good guy. He's yeah. so relaxed. Like sometimes almost too relaxed. 
And to see Nolan Arenado react that way and go out there with like intent to punch that dude right, right square in his mug. And he kind of like he didn't even make contact and he ruined Luis Perdomo's career. Yeah. That guy's like a middle reliever now. Yeah. <laughs> he was one of the Padres top. He still every time he gets up there to throw throw that fastball, he still he sees Nolan Arenado coming at him and he, yeah. he throws the glove at him all over again. But the Reds Pirates, I have never seen a pitcher come off the mound and sprint toward the other team's bench like that. That was the most. Was, <laughs> I was I was trying to explain to the fiance as I was watching it for the first time, melting down in excitement. <laughs> because like, and there's the hockey fan in me, right? Because I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna go fight the whole team. The whole team. Like, he, <laughs> he didn't wait. He's for gonna any fight backup. the whole team. This is gonna be a man. He gets over Ooh. there and like, there's like three dudes and like they everybody goes down. You know what? And it's like, like Neo and Matrix Reloaded, and dude. Like, it was, it was you, that reminded me of the one that I forgot of Tyler Bertuzzi suckering Matt Calvert from the bench. Or I mean, man, the Avs get beat up a lot. <laughs> yeah. and Matt Calvert, I've I've talked to him multiple times about that, and he because I I want him to like be honest about it and be like it was garbage, and he's just like it's hockey. <laughs> oh man, and like because like one dude held him. While the other guy socked him right in the face multiple times and got suspended for it. Yeah. But he was just like, eh, you know, I was in their bed. Should, like, gonna happen. It's gonna stuff happen. If you're gonna love a role player, love Matt Calvert. Okay. All right. I thought, no, PEB. I was getting on. Oh, you like Pebbles? I'm a, I'm a Pebbles guy. I'm a Burkowski guy. Actually, honestly, I, I'm really not just because Sam Gerrard is one of the few guys I can pick out immediately because he's <laughs> half the size of everybody else. But uh, I think I'm also starting to fall in love with the best skaters, the fastest, most well-rounded skaters. Yeah, is, well, is a thing I can. You're gonna really like the Evs. Yeah, and and obviously they all seem to be mostly pretty good at it. But he's the guy who I've just noticed the skating. Well, you like spinny goals. I like a good spinny goal. Uh, I, I I mean it's not gonna be goals, but no. Nobody spins like Sam Gerard. Yeah. His nickname <laughs> is La Tornade. <laughs> I love hey, it, man. Every year I do a highlight package of just his spins. So Oh, I'm yeah. so I'm already ready for that. And <laughs> I'm hoping I'm gonna start giving you guys a once a week at least written piece of, of just my thoughts, what I learned about hockey yep. this week. I love it. Uh, I hope other new fans are, are coming along and, and like just having fun with it. It can be intimidating to get into a new sport. Well, this and is the thing that I'm most excited about with you getting into hockey this year is that it's a different voice. Yeah. You know, like we're all, you know, Rudo, Evan, and I are all a bunch of hockey nerds. Right. You know, lifers. Yeah. Done this forever, and there's been a little bit of jadedness where we don't go, and, "Oh, a spinny goal!" Right, <laughs> like where you know, it's you kind of forget sometimes where you're just like, "Oh, like this is like we take for granted the things that these guys are able to do on ice and how fast it is and like how special the game is at the highest level, and to see it through kind of through your eyes where you're just like." That guy's skating backwards. Oh my god! <laughs> what is going on here? All at like skating backwards. at some of the like the more basic things where we're like, oh yeah, like it's hard to do, huh? I'm gonna go out there and try that over the weekend and and embarrass yeah. myself and realize this is pretty impressive. That was the thing somebody brought up on Twitter, and I absolutely think we should do this. Is because somebody asked me if I was gonna get on skates, and I was like, well, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, I've been on skates once, and I fell down as often as you would think. Uh, it would be a lot of fun. 
to I, do like a skills challenge, I like a really like a D and VR hockey we skills challenge. We absolutely should do that. But no, Evan allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Evan right. would win for right. sure. Yeah. Well, I think we got to have everybody do everybody else's sports. We got to get oh, you yeah. guys in the batting cage. Give me a ninety mile oh, per hour fastball dude. for sure. Yeah. Let's do that. This is such an awesome I'm idea. In. Yeah. I, I don't Three know. point shooting contest. Right. We will all get out there on the court. That's the easiest one to do. We can all go to we, a basketball court. I don't know how we do make football. fools of ourselves. You'd have to do like skills forty time in football or something yeah i don't i don't know what we would do there oh we talked about we talked about kick a field goals oh yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah that's right that's Brandon's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. kick a field goal I, th- I think i might be able to kick one i could kick one from like 10 yards maybe <laughs> yeah. but beyond that mm. i was a field goal kicker in high school but i haven't kicked a football in 12 years so <laughs> all right well this is an unfair advantage <laughs> this but, is like this is like evan in the yeah, high school right. i was gonna say right but see <laughs> not we, okay we tally them all up and i'm gonna lose all my points when i get out there on the ice so, <laughs> so whatever i build up kicking field goals and you know i don't think i can hit it i i would do better at basketball than i would at baseball honestly <laughs> we i don't it's been so long since i've gotten a cage it, it might yeah. be a struggle yeah this sounds awesome though like yeah and we gotta get this on the does the sports on they the cover for does sure the sports yeah all right I mean, that sounds like a great idea that we'll have to have to do for for people yeah. watching live. You can expect a video of that hopefully, maybe someday. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Quick, <laughs> quick update from practice, uh, officially as week to week, week to week. And Bednar said that he is optimistic it will be less than four to six. So definitely sprain territory. But they there, will yeah. they will have more information. Hopefully next week they will have a more solid timeline. Who's the okay. guy who most needs to step up in the interim? Burkowski, your boy. Yeah. Let's go, yeah. Burrow. Make it happen. <laughs> they went and got him so that they would have another goal scorer behind Miko. And if you're not going to have Miko, then you really need Burkowski to yep. step up. Earn, your, really earn yourself a DNVR this. shirt in the next yeah, couple of weeks, Burrow, because I need one. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna have him be. A I bear. still think just take it yes. Super Saiyan hair and put it on him and call it good, but. <laughs> You uh, DBZ nerds are just relentless. <laughs> we'll never let it go. Uh, all right. I guess we're over the hour mark now, so we'll go ahead and, and close the show up. Uh, yeah, I'd like to thank Drew for coming on and kind of representing all of the new Avs hockey fandom out there. And it's safe to say having you in the fold is is probably game-changing. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Changing the game from down in the crease. Love it. <laughs> in the crease with Drew Creaseman. Game changing. He's probably drinking his Strava Craft coffee down there as it's the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible. So check them out. This CBD infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, even helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. As Strava says... Drink deeply, live fully, and try not to get into too many fights on the hockey rink. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Thanks for watching or listening or however you got us, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mm. 
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.